What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Racklib and it is Thursday, September 17th. Football Thursday. That really goes quickly, doesn't it? I mean, it's only like, it's two days, man. You have 48 hours in between football days. That's pretty much the most you get here uh, with the NFL. It's kind of brilliant the way they set this up. But a football Thursday, uh, maybe not the most exciting game, but any game is a game that I want to watch when it comes down to the NFL. So I'm still fired up anyway. And what I want to do on the show today is what we're going to do every Thursday during the season, get you set up for your wide receiver cornerback matchups using the FTN wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. And I also have some shadow coverage information for you as well. Leaning on FTN data right there. Love it. Good stuff. But of course, before I get into all of that, well, I have to tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Have I asked you that question before? (laughs) You need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. I feel like I've asked that question before. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world. I think I've said that before too. Because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, There's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all of the sports you love. Of course, that means baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and freaking football. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? I bet you do. A free $5 game just for you, just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks with a name like monkeyknifefight.com. You can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up to play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Yes, I am fired up because it is a football Thursday And why not go to Monkey Knife Fight, use the promo code RANT, and play? It's a good thing. All right, so let's get into this. There's some moving parts with news, and a lot of it actually has to deal with wide receivers. So I did want to just briefly address that right at the top of the show here uh, before we go any further. So uh, Chris Godwin, uh, that's not looking very good right now. It's not looking any good. It's It's looking bad. That's probably the that's the way I should have said it to start. It doesn't look good. It looks bad. He's I've, I don't think I've ever seen a player pop up on the injury report in the concussion protocol on a Wednesday and then play on a Sunday. So if if you have Godwin planned for something else, that answer is not in Tampa. Yes, we'll see some more Scotty Miller. Yes, we'll see some more Justin Watson. But you know what? I think we're going to see a buttload of Mike Evans. That's a technical term and. A lot of tight ends, too. I, I think we're going to see 12 personnel a whole heck of a lot of the time. We're going to see Ronald Jones, who I'll we'll talk about on the show tomorrow, going off, too. So just be careful there. It does not look like he's going to play. I, this is not a safe situation if you're a Chris Godwin owner. Have some other plans in place. And it's a shame because it is a really good matchup. Now, it does look like Juju Smith-Schuster is going to play, but it looks like A.J. Brown is trending towards not playing, so be careful there as well. That's a nice matchup. Corey Davis also a little banged up, but it looks like he's on the better side of things uh, than A.J. Brown is. Cortland Sutton, legitimately questionable, so we'll see if he's able to get back on the field as well. Uh, George Kittle didn't practice again 
uh, going over to tight end really quickly, but it looks like he could still play without practicing. Kenny Galladay still not practicing as well, so we very well could see another week of uh, Marvin Jones, Jamison Crowder not practicing. Hammy City, ham bone, the hammies all over the place, all right? Going ham on the league, the darn hamstrings all over the place. So we got to be careful this week. Lots of injuries, all right? So let's get into these matchups. If you want the detailed information, of course, you can check out the wide receiver cornerback matchup tool over at ftnfantasy.com. And you can also get it if you're a daily subscriber. I know some people are only playing DFS, and that's cool too. We have it over at FTN Daily as well. Uh, popular, very popular feature that we have. Anyway, uh, I'll start with the upgrades. I mean, Devontae Adams is just a legit cheat code at this point. And I even think, you know, Lazard and MVS were fine. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, they were fine. But it's still, he has no competition for targets. And he is facing this Detroit secondary that really, they just made Mitchell Trubisky look kind of good. So Devontae Adams is going to go nuts. You know, he's as chalk as chalk can be. Sort of across the board this week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins gets a nice little upgrade against Washington. I'm not going to read too much into Washington week one because really a lot of that was the product of the Eagles offensive line just being decimated by injury. They were able to get after Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had over 500 air yards in that game. So it was also a little bit of an accuracy accuracy thing with, with Carson Wentz. I think... You put two and two together here. Not only is Kyler looking Hopkins' way, he's mobile enough to hopefully avoid some of that pass rush as well. So add that up, positive, you know, favorable matchup. I'm not intimidated by Fabian Moreau, Jimmy Moreland, and Ronald Darby on the other side. I think we're going to see another big-time, heavy-volume Hopkins week. I mentioned Evans at the top. So there's a couple of things that Arians has said this week that I think are interesting, and I talked about it briefly yesterday on the podcast. He said he, he regretted not moving him around the formation. Like, he did move around the formation. So I don't know what I'm missing on that one or what it is. But Arians also yesterday on uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio briefly talked about how he couldn't open him up. He didn't have him run as many downfield routes as he normally would. So that I, that I get. You know, he didn't want to test the hammy now. Evans says the hammy's good, so we could see him downfield a lot more. But we also have to give credit to Marshawn Lattimore. He did shadow Mike Evans last week. He did basically blanket him and shut him down in what they were trying to do. This week on the outside, Dante Jackson and Troy Pride Jr. Yep, I had to look him up too. <laughs> That's where we are this week. Evans is going to go nuts. Uh, Pride, I mean, to be fair, Pride was drafted in the fourth round. So anyway, he allowed six catches for a 106 yards and a score last week. So giddy up Mike Evans this week. Giddy up Amari Cooper. Giddy up Michael Gallup. <laughs> last week, we saw Seattle and uh, a uh, very interesting offense there. I'll talk about Seattle in a second. But we saw Seattle go bonkers against Atlanta through the air. What do you think Dallas is going to do? <laughs> Atlanta's secondary, so you have Darkus Denard, who I think he's actually not that bad, uh, but Isaiah Oliver and A.J. Terrell, who I think A.J. Terrell is going to be a good player in the future, but young, inexperienced, spot the rookies, spot the young players, go after them, right? 
They gave up a combined 17 catches on 20 targets for 222 yards, 224 yards, sorry, and two scores. A lot of twos there. So, yeah. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. I'm going to play some CD and DFS. I'm not trying to squeeze CD into my season-long lineups here, though. I think that's a little bit of a risky approach. I like him, don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to force him in just because of the matchup. So about Seattle, I figure I'll pass this along to you as well if you don't listen. I know I have some folks who listen to both the SiriusXM and this podcast, so shout out to you if that applies to you. You are you are like a Rat Pack Hall of Famer if that applies to you, and I appreciate you. But if you don't listen to the SiriusXM show, I have Adam Kaplan on, on Thursdays, and Adam's plugged in across the uh, NFL and today he told me that the Seahawks' passing explosion was by design. It wasn't even game script related. So maybe we underestimated Russ a little bit. I mean, if they throw more, Russ could be Russ could be right there with with Mahomes and Lamar the whole season, you know. And DK will be every bit of a wide receiver two plus, and same with Lockett. So yeah. And Olsen will be more than streamable. Now, we'll see. This week's going to be tough, but uh, do they try and attack New England through the air? That'll be interesting. I'll talk about that matchup in a minute, but I figured I'd throw that out there right now. Uh, I love T.Y. Hilton this week against Minnesota, and I think you can get away with Paris Campbell as well. Minnesota was arguably worse than Atlanta in terms of the corners and how friendly they were to, to opposing wideouts for fantasy purposes. 20 catches on 24 targets, 249 receiving yards allowed, three touchdowns. And to be fair, Indy chucked the ball around a little bit last week. Like, Phil Rivers was slinging it a little bit. So I think we're going to see some more there. A few other matchups I like. I think Julio Jones is going to be just fine against Dallas. The Dallas secondary isn't as intimidating this year as it was. It's not like it was super intimidating last year, but I think he has you know solid matchup here especially with Trayvon Diggs, who is a rookie, you know, spot the rookie, pick on the rookie, right? Allen Robinson, sounds like he's putting all that messiness behind him here, so that's good. Don't let that dissuade you from starting him. I like the matchup for him as well, that Giants secondary, everything on the Giants defense. Sorry, Giants fans, uh, need some work, and you know it as well. They gave up three receiving scores to Steelers wideouts last week. With no Michael Thomas, I do like the matchup for Manny Sanders. Damon Arnett, Another spot, the rookie, right? Gave up 110 and a score on four catches last week. Don't go overboard upgrading Manny Sanders, but he does need to be upgraded, okay? So he's a wide receiver three plus. He could maybe get away with him as a back-end wide receiver two, but I'd rather use him as my third receiver. I, I still think Jared Cook is the bigger beneficiary. All right, let's go to the downgrades. I tell you what, I really liked how Houston used Will Fuller in week one. They really said, you know, essentially without saying it publicly, but they said it in their game plan, they said it on the field, this dude's our number one. Like, we're going to use Brandon Cook, sure. We're probably not going to use Randall Cobb. (laughs) So there's that. We're going to use the tight ends. But Will Fuller's our guy. And he responded really well. Went up over a hunch, you know, had the eight catches. But this is a bad matchup. There's no way around it. Even without Jimmy Smith last week, 78 receiving yards is all they gave up to opposing the, the trio of corners to opposing wideouts. So yikes. Uh, I am downgrading Fuller, but even so, I still upgraded him overall in terms of my outlook for him. So 
he's still a wide receiver to play. And I think that's really important to note. I'm probably going to say this a bunch of times this season, but when it comes to wide receiver cornerback matchups, that is not the start and end point, right? It is a tiny little stop along the way as we're starting our start-sit decisions and then ending, you know, completing the process. It is one stop along the way. It is a piece of information that we're going to use to move things around a little bit, but by no means the be-all, end-all, okay? So moving him down a little bit, but he's still a wide receiver too. I am moving DK Metcalf down into wide receiver three territory. Hey, man, he's going to see Stephon Gilmore. That's a tough matchup any way you slice it, and that is a shadow situation. We know New England. They're about as predictable as they come when it comes to shadow situations. So another, actually I have two that you may have not noticed from week one, but these are going to impact us in week two. So in week one, Kansas City, a week ago today, in fact, Kansas City goes out. Decent game through the air. Patrick Mahomes doesn't put up a lot of yards, but three passing scores. So, you know, Kansas City got theirs. But especially in the first half, Tyreek Hill was noticeably not involved. And when you go back and watch, something interesting was happening. Houston was actually using Bradley Roby on him. And I'm not saying that Bradley Roby's a rock star or anything, but he did a good enough job to basically kind of take Tyreek out of the mix a little bit. I mean, Tyreek still got in the end zone. Okay, Tyreek did Tyreek things. But I do think that means we're going to see a shadow situation for Marquise Brown. And my initial evaluation, you know, so my process is essentially Monday, Tuesday, I'm working projections and then turning projections into rankings for Thursday late afternoon when I release them on FTNFantasy.com. Rankings and projections go up at the same time. But that's only really a, a really uh, initial sort of surface level, plug in the numbers and go. Because on Wednesday, I start diving into all of the, the deeper matchup information, and in particular, the wide receiver cornerback stuff. And I, you know, I saw it a little bit, but I went back and looked very closely at that game. And man, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to undersell this for Marquise Brown. This isn't going to be an easy matchup. Now, it's not like I'm completely downgrading him. I still think you could potentially consider him as a back end uh, wide receiver two type. I certainly do. But I don't want to just say, "Oh, this is a great matchup," and then you say, "Well, wait a minute, he was shadowed, and what's going on there, Jeff?" So there you go. There's your information on that matchup. That I think will surprise some people for sure. Another surprising shadow situation happened in the New Orleans game where New Orleans actually used Carlton Davis on Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas only had two catches on four targets for nine yards against Carlton Davis. So it's I'm not saying Carlton Davis is the next shutdown corner in the league or anything. And that was before the injury, by the way. But what I am saying is let's not underestimate Carlton Davis and let's expect Carlton Davis to be on opposing number ones which would very likely mean that we're going to see a shadow on G- DJ Moore this week. So just temper your expectations. He's still a wide receiver to play, but temper your expectations. A couple other situations to be aware of. Uh, Patrick Peterson didn't shadow last week, but it was against San Francisco, so that's not really a surprise. They don't really have a true number one. Washington does Terry McLaurin, so I would expect Peterson on Terry McLaurin. Five years ago, I would have been like, whoa, I'm not even... I'm fading McLaren outright. I don't know if I'm fading him outright, but I definitely am keeping it in my mind. I initially had him ranked at 12. I'm going to move him down. He'll be a wide receiver two for me this week. You can still, even in a shadow, you can still put up numbers like 
Mike Evans was shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, and the touchdown he scored was actually not in Marshawn Lattimore's coverage. So just throwing that out there, like you aren't always in their coverage just because you're being tracked by an opposing corner, all right? But downgrade him just slightly. If Cortland Sutton comes back, he's going to face that Pittsburgh Steelers secondary, so don't undersell that matchup. Uh, really not the week to maybe just rush him into your lineup if you can get away with it. If you can't, just temper your expectations. Uh, with Kenny Galladay looking unlikely, I do think Jair Alexander shadows Marvin Jones. Alexander shadowed Adam Thielen on the outside only. Now, the thing about Marvin Jones is he's going to play mostly on the outside, so it's going to be a good chunk of the game that he'll see Jair, and, and that does put a damper on Marvin Jones here. Sammy Watkins was pretty good last week. He faces the Chargers this week. That is not pretty good. And being that he's going to play, I mean, it doesn't really matter. He's going to move around the formation, but there's no good matchup to be had against the Chargers secondary. Also, if Jamison Crowder does manage to play, he faces the 49ers, so just throwing that out there. It's probably a good week to look to fade him, even in season long, if you can get away with it. All right, so there you go. Wide receiver cornerback matchups. If you want the write-up, it is over at ftndaily.com. If you want the tool, it's at ftnfantasy or ftndaily.com. And if you want the shadow coverage situations, that is at ftndaily.com. I'll be updating that every single week throughout the course of the season. It's good stuff right there. Good stuff. Also good stuff when you review the podcast on iTunes. I appreciate everybody who has reviewed us already. The goal is 1,000 ratings. After that, I don't know what I do. <laughs> I'll have a virtual party. We'll do a party on Zoom. Now I know there are going to be people who hold me to that one. But uh, we have 789. That's pretty freaking good for only being up here for, you know, 57 episodes. This is 58. But uh, anyway... Let's get to 1,000. If you haven't reviewed the show already, please do. It's a huge help, huge help to me. And if you have an iPhone, it's really easy to rate the show. All you have to do is open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant, and click the darn stars at the bottom. It's, it's actually kind of fun, too, and it takes you two seconds. So I appreciate everybody there. We're getting closer, man. Closing in on 1,000. Appreciate you, Rat Pack. Appreciate you. I see you. I see you. All right, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Use that hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Enjoy TNF. TNF, baby. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down every single game. Matchup upgrades, downgrades, week two fantasy football. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. 